0: Doo <smart noise> doo. What's up? What's happening, guys? Welcome back to the show. Wes Knight, this is Creating Space. For those of you just joining us, welcome. For those of you who are loyal Creating Space listeners, what's happening? Welcome back to the show. Obviously juiced about this episode, Olaf Blackwood coming onto the show. This guy was homeless for five months in New York, in the freezing winters of New York, as he was trying to go all in on himself and his music career and this venture, this passion, this... This ambitious goal inside of his heart uh, that he had attached himself to when he was a young boy in Jamaica, something that was so much bigger than him was pulling him through these experiences. And my head is still spinning, when I'm thinking about what this guy has gone through and for him to push through the amount of suffering and pain that he had to go through in so many different directions to be able to get to the other side to now... Have created a platinum record with one of the all time greatest DJs in the history of music, Armin van Buuren. Um, it, it, this story is so incredible, and uh, I really want you to take a second and, and, and really adjust your mindset to what you're about to hear. I want you to absorb this story with a sense of awareness to. Have compassion for what this guy's gone through and his ridiculous mindset and perspective on what he went through and how he was able to stay clear and focused throughout it. Um, Olaf Blackwood, really excited that you joined us on the show. Um, But before we do that, I want to have been really enjoying asking these one off questions each. Uh, either Mindset Monday or in the interviews on Thursdays. Uh, And and I love to see the reaction that I'm getting from the Creating Space Tribe. Some some of you are taking screenshots of your notes from the episode and you're shooting them over to me. You're taking screenshots of you reaching out via text to those that you love and some of the other episodes that I've prompted some sort of thought or some call to action. This one today, I want you to think about this. I'm going to throw this question to you, and I just want you to let it marinate for a second before we kick off this podcast with Olaf. Uh, But this question is, what is the most impactful thing you have done this week? What is the one thing you have done this week that has made a difference in someone else's life, and you can think of it right now? Whatever that is, I want you to write that down somewhere, be it on your hand, be it on a piece of paper, be it inside of your notes in your phone. I want you to give yourself credit for that. I want you to really feel what it feels like to recognize what you have done for someone else. The compassion that you have given to someone else's situation or circumstance. And if you haven't done anything to boot right now that you believe has really shifted someone else's life, I want you to hold yourself accountable today to make that impact happen. So what is it that you've done this week that has been the most impactful thing, most influential thing that you have done all week? I want you to write that down. And if you have not done that yet, I want you to set your intention today to impact someone else and to influence someone else's life for the better. goes without saying why we should do that Uh, But I just think we don't ask ourselves these critical questions enough. What have I done? Have I done enough? Can I do more? And if I've already done enough, can I continue to bring others to a level of awareness to help them do more? And this chain-leading reaction of of welfare and and well-meaning and well-intention is the way that we can shift our community Uh, We can shift ourselves first, and then we can shift our community in a time where there's so much hate, so much fear, so much damage going on in the world, so much suffering. The way we can help be the change in the world is to be the change, to ask ourselves the questions. So enough of that. Hold yourself accountable or hold yourself uh, into a, a higher level of grace as you are making an impact in other people's lives and push yourself to share your mindset with other people. Uh, A growth mindset is one where we believe that we are adaptation machines and that we're fully malleable and that at all times we can impact ourselves, our circumstances, our thoughts, and the uh, circumstances, thoughts, and the habits of others. Uh, I challenge you to do that today. Now, it will all make sense once you hear this incredible journey of Olaf Blackwood. I Like I said, guys, I just need you to sit back, relax, uh, turn up the volume, put the headphones in if you really want to get the best quality, uh, and let's dive into this incredible episode of From Homeless in New York to Worldwide and Healing Others Through Music. This is the story of Olaf Blackwood. (laughs) Guys, what's happening? Welcome back to the show. I'm pumped on this one because his music has been on repeat in my ears on Spotify. It's probably been on repeat for 30 million other individuals, 30 million streams on Spotify. This is Olaf Blackwood, a singer, songwriter, soul warrior, hanging from the island of Jamaica, Mm -hmm. uh, who earlier collaborated this year with world-renowned DJ Armin Van Buren to create the smash hit record of i need you olaf my man sir what is happening bro welcome to creating space man thank you so much for having me man a lot (laughs) a lot a lot
1: of of good positive vibe yes sir yeah yeah yeah
0: so um first of all we start the we start the podcast all the time with gratitude man first thing i want to do is intention to be grateful for the moment where we are what we're doing in our lives man what are you what are you grateful for right this moment life uh life you know it's it's you know it's
1: been taken away from you know uh at a an alarming rate around us you know from you know my hometown and and where I live at right now in California, you know there's a lot of crazy stuff as you know about you know you know the stuff that just happened in Vegas you know the hurricanes and all the crazy stuff you know so I think the number one thing for me is just' grateful for life because with life everything is possible, you know what I mean, so
0: all the other stuff falls into that. Right, right, man. I mean, can, yeah. he can't get any simpler than that. Obviously, the shout out to the families and the individuals, of victims uh, in, in Las Vegas and that terrible tragedy, man. It, it really brings perspective back to you to how much fear and how much hate is in the world, man. I the mean, world, yeah. can't yep. even imagine that. And it seems that only the temperature is rising, huh?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. My buddy actually just went, went on there uh, like the day before. So I texted him when as soon as I saw something on my feed, you know there's some crazy stuff happening on the strip so you know just to be safe and he he was fine you know but he told me he got um confronted by police officers and you know i guess they're just doing their searches trying to apprehend the dude so it's pretty it's pretty intense so i mean just you know just grateful to be here man you
0: know grateful for life I, I feel like gratitude for every jamaican that i ever played with in my career man i feel like just gratitude is a part of the culture and the community there um where whereabouts in jamaica are you from exactly I'm from the Southern coast. So, uh,
1: a town called St. Elizabeth or the parish of St. Elizabeth is the, uh, bread and basket of Jamaica. So it's an agricultural town. Um, I was specifically, um, born and raised in, born in, born in black river grew up in Lacovia. Uh, so that's how yeah. country boy <laughs> they call me. So, the oh, okay, boy. all
0: right, all right. So I, I needed context there. This is the country of Jamaica, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Country. So, like- so what is the country of Jamaica like to set scene? Like as, as a young boy, what are your memories like of your hometown and what what did you do for fun It was own? innocent.
1: It was innocent, man. Um so you know, typically just like any you know, anywhere else is a country, you know, there's this, you know, the small community and you know, the farm life, um, all of that. I I just remember it being very, very 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 innocent and playful. It's like my my child, you know. That that's if, if you know the image of a child is is, is um, what I think about when I when I think of growing up in Saint Elizabeth because everything is just like so fun and and carefree and um, times are hard, but you didn't you didn't notice it because you know you're you know you're so lost in, in, in happiness happiness um, that you
0: know you didn't you didn't really notice what was going on around. So so, what is it that you know? In my childhood, man, it was there were no obviously no social media, there was no internet, man. <laughs> same for you as well. We were outside yeah. playing football and oh uh, yep yep American football and uh-huh. you know, fighting in the streets and boxing. Yeah. And the yep whole, yep. Is it the same? Is it the same? Same yeah, same. in, it's, in Jamaica, yeah,
1: the same vibe. Like whatever. What was crazy? It's like we we almost every Jamaican that I know, male and female, kind of pretty much could play any any you know um, any game you know anything that right. involves like you know running or you know throwing a ball or kicking a ball you just show up to a um to a field or a pitch and oh well, i guess we're playing cricket today so you would have to play cricket right um, if it's soccer then it's soccer and if you know, people are racing then it's racing it's very competitive friendly there's always comp- competition something as simple as like walking over to somebody and be like how tall are you let's measure and you stand beside his and you're like, all right, all right, all right. You're taller than that. I mean, just
0: it's crazy. Everything it's crazy. was competition, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it was fun, though. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing.
0: Right. So when I was younger, it was uh, the competition was who's the fastest on the block. And yep,
1: same, same stuff.
0: No matter who moved in, it was like we're, right when the new kid moved in, it's like, all right, you got to race the fastest kid. We got to see where you are. Who who is the best fighter? Man, I the, the childhood memories I have now that i think about it and it makes so much sense why everything i do there is this aura of competition uh shrouded inside of it man is that kind of that mindset man is has does that continue to serve you this day and age as you are beginning to really uh come into your own as an artist
1: oh yeah for sure i think a lot of the times if i'm ever in a situation where I feel like something is too hard or, you know, that would seem impossible for me. It's just kind of like, well, are you going to quit? You know, are you going to, I'm not, no, I'm not going to quit. And that's where like the, um, the, uh, it's, it's not macho, there's something deeper than that, man. Like there's something, I don't know, there's something even more powerful, but it, it keeps me being competitive. Definitely helped me. Like, especially in, in an environment where, you know, it's all about, you know, you know, who's got the better song, who's doing this, you know, the better lyric wins in a, in a songwriting session. And, you know, it's nothing ever personal. But for me, competition has always been you know, been, been a part of, you know, you know growing up. and um,
0: It's definitely served me well, you know, being so me, in that tell, competitive th- mind space. Y- so tell me this, man, it, it, it's so interesting, right? As um, I'm sure you're an athlete, uh, I'm sure all the, 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 the lads that were with you and the guys that were involved around you in your community were, were athletic as well. What was it like for you as a, as a, as a male, as a young child, when you started to figure out you could sing, you had a gift. Uh, that, was it, was it tough? Were you, were you trying to, cause that's not conventionally as a young kid, like to say that you're. something a that you just do. Yeah. It's not nah. something that like you say to your buddies, like I'm going to sing, right. Was there, was there an issue or struggle you ever had with like telling your buddies that you were a singer or was it something that your community or maybe the Jamaican culture is different than the U S where like, that is something that, that, what is is prized and people love
1: music um uh music has always been a part of you know growing up like there's sound systems like there's big subwoofers just on the side of the street you fall asleep to it and you wake up to it you've learned to like tune tune it out and like just go to sleep to some songs and maybe it's the worst songs ever but like your, your mind doesn't care you just want to go to sleep or wake right. up and so it's always been a part of me um i think i, I got introduced to music very very early probably like seven six or seven i have an uncle who is a uh, uh, canadian <laughs> well he lives in canada and he's in a, a reggae band called messenger they're actually a pretty pretty um legit uh canadian reggae band and he came to jamaica with his lp <laughs> um today's youth probably won't know much about that but um <laughs> that th- he came with a with a vinyl an actual record and his photo on it and everybody's you know that's your uncle and i'm like oh this is my uncle and i, I um i didn't have a record player um a friend of um, the family had one so i'd walk to his house probably like a 15 minute walk and i'd walk every time i'd want to hear this record i'd walk over there and i'd play it and the guy's like oh my god i've heard this song he loved it but he was just like you know to to see me every day so i started listening to music very very early and i think it was my uncle that um really you know kind of you know struck that light light, lit that match
0: right (laughs) Um, right what was it about what was it about the um the the aura the presence or the craft of music that that you could see in your uncle that began to entice you right we need this moment of something that we see this mm-hmm. model you had a mentor there's got to be something that you see inside of them or around them that that interests you or excites you what was that initial um excitement that pulled you towards it
1: i think it was also the uh, the reaction um the, the vibe that everybody's like so focused on on what you're doing and um so I guess a little bit of it was the uh, was the attention you got this you know mm. people just like wow they're just you know they're amazed by what you're doing and as a kid what what I would do before I even started writing my own stuff or trying trying to figure out what I was you know you know going to do or want to do I would emulate other artists and I would I wouldn't give a crap I would just stand in the middle of the you know the dinner and just start singing whatever song was was out that I could hear at that time so I think is the attention that I got the positive Positive feedback the positive vibe, you know. People be like, "Hey, come here, come here, do that song and so on and so on. and I would do that. You know, my granddad used to do that. He was like really, really proud of me everywhere. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the, it was just the vibe that people get when they would actually sit there and just like
0: listen to you, you know. Right. Uh, so you've always been a performer, man. Even when you were younger, you didn't realize you were performing. You always loved to put on a show, huh?
1: Yep. Um, that's that's a youthful side of it, you know. The the um, now you know that you've grown probably a little bit more reserved you know with you know what you share how much you share with whom kind of like, like that
0: yeah so yeah. i gotta ask man who were the who were the uh artists that you were impersonating or or, or that were that your biggest inspirations when you were a young kid just getting moving in this direction
1: my uncle um was the the first one because i would try to learn his song and then um you know he lived in canada again i didn't have a record player so i wouldn't hear his song a lot so i would listen to. Um, people like capleton who's a, like a cultural um, jamaican artist um there's a the beanie man but just was like later down closer when i was like around 10 years old um but like the beanie man the capleton and um, uh, another artist by the name of general trees i would you know try to sing a song and, and change words here and there like deliberately put in my own little my own little twist to it kind of like a parody of sort but yeah yeah um yeah so those are those those are, those are the uh the early guys
0: for sure really, um... so super interesting we get you get in the beginning of this man and, and what I really want to know is is you know as you were growing up and as you were starting to experience both the athletic side of life and also the musical kind of artistic side of life when was the moment that you started to feel that oh man I'm getting pulled in two directions here I'm kind of I, I have to choose was there a moment where you felt like you needed to choose one or the other
1: yeah um this is when i moved to uh to new york um i you know i just kind of was you know brought into the, the, the you know the nine to five wanted to just work and be a normal member of society and because that's kind of like what, what when the next thing that i realized you know people always i don't think they want to push towards your dream as much but they want to see you stable so if that means pushing aside whatever crazy dream you might have whether to be a you know, director or you know, entrepreneur, whatever it is, anything that that goes outside the lines of what's considered normal, people kind of want to push you away. So I was just working, you know, doing you know office job and you know working at this print marketing company. And um, the owner for the company, they loved me. They hired me as a temp, and um, I was making good money too. And hired me as a temp and. I was here for pretty much almost two years. <laughs> That's the oh, longest yeah. time in history. Yeah, no, but they, they really, they really, they really, they really loved me. And he was like, I don't really have much him to do, but I don't not want to have You know, so the, the owner just um, called me in the office one day and um, I, uh, I did some music, some little demo thing with one of my, um, one of my, uh, my coworkers. And he played it for the owner and he, he, he called me over and, uh, and I'm like, what did I do or didn't do? And I'm kind of like, he never, he's not a nice guy, but he's never like, Hey, your Wes, let, let's have a conversation,
0: right? Um, right.
1: some like what, no, and, and then he's like, Man, I heard your stuff, and I, I just gotta tell you, I know you gotta, I know you gotta, um, you know, pay the bills and you know, keep the light on and the whole bit, but take it from me, like 30 years on the line, you'll be kicking yourself. I don't care how successful you got, you get, um, this is not what you're meant for. You, you are an artist, and like, you should really pursue your music. Um, so that, that was one of the things that really stood Holy out. Shit, Olaf. Yes, what's that guy's name? Uh, I think it was like Tim. It's for this. It's this a uh, print mon- print print marketing company called Z Card. So they used to make those little pamphlet, um like Subway, with the, you know, on one side would have a Subway, and it was like for marketing. So on the other side would have the you know, um, creating space, you know, kind of like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So it it was um. So I think it was like Tim was his name. Yeah, well,
0: so do you like do mom. you believe in that moment that was like divine intervention? Where oh yeah,
1: f- for for sure. And then it um and that that's even, but even prior the seed was planted by um. A uh, female rapper by the name of Eve. Um, and you know, yeah. when, when she when she just came out, I I um I got introduced to her by um, a very close friend and mentor, a guy by the name of Herbie Critchlow. You know, he's done a lot of like those um, Backstreet Boy records and written a lot of um, pop stuff. And he um, he's somebody who believed in me. when I was like, you know, I was like in my teens, and he introduced yeah. me to Eve. I um, I sang for her, and and she was moved. Obviously, you know, um, I was nowhere near where I'm at now as an artist. But she saw something. I don't, I want to ask her. I don't know what it was that she saw. And I, I doubt it was the, because the, I was knowing you're mature. I just, I know it because of the journey. Sure. Um, and but she just says, man, well, before she leaves, after I signed her, she's like, you know, she loved it. But then she was checking out the hotel. Uh, she saw me and then she called me over and everybody's like, oh my God, you it was crazy. So I went over to her and she was just like, um, look at me. The world needs to hear you. The world needs to hear you. Don't ever stop singing door in this area that's the only thing that states set out. so after you know after I moved that so this happened like a couple of years before I moved to New York, so the seed was planted I just kind of deviated a little bit It was just like now nah, I'm gonna go do the um the uh the normal work work stuff and um you know or what we considered normal you know and and then after talking to um I guess it's Tim God forgive me, but um <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying it say his name wrong, but after and then and then when i when, when he said that again, it's kind of like those two worlds just kind came, of came together. I think those, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way I
0: take it back to It's phenomenal when you look back and you see the how the dots connect. You never would have understood how they would have connected, but something as simple as a word of affirmation from mm-hmm. someone that you look up to showing mm-hmm. you that they believe in what it is that yeah. you have. Although you know it inside of your heart, it's like you subconsciously need to be told Something right. like that to be able to believe it wholeheartedly, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you draw on that inspiration at, at, at times when your career gets tough or has gotten tough? Do you think back to that moment where
1: both of those moments?
0: Yeah, really. Both,
1: both of those moments. And the next thing I used to do is um, I, I did a cover of a, of a John Mayer song, Waiting Underworld to Change. Beautiful song. And it says it's still relevant even today and probably will for the end of time. I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be issues that we'd love to see um, resolved. But um, so I did a cover of this song, and um, a lot of people. This is when I just started. I was teaching myself how to play the guitar. A lot of people, and that's also um where I took a, a different route because when I started out doing music, it wasn't the singing. So I used to do it just kind of like, oh, by the way, I can do this as well. You know, like tricks. You know, you you know you do the whole thing with the ball and the whole bit. It's not something that you do every freaking chance that you get in the game but every you know every once in a while warming up to be like oh by the way i can do this too it's kind of like music was singing was that little kind of showy thing like oh by the way i can do this as well so it was more like dance hall driven more cultural and dance hall driven is how i started i I moved to the soulful side once i started playing the guitar so fast forward (laughs) i um i you know i was teaching myself how to play the guitar the the guitar understanding like you know chord chord progression and all that it you know, just like music theory, um, which obviously shaped my sound. People used to leave all these positive comments on, on the page on YouTube, on, on, the, on the video on YouTube. And occasionally, sometimes I'd be writing a song or something, and I would just, like, pull up those um, comments on one side of the screen and look on the other side while I record. Because the, I'm just thinking of what I would do. And, you know, I'd watch a, a million views on uh, videos on YouTube, and it's very rare that I would actually take the time to comment on it you know negative back. or positive yeah, yeah, yeah. right to say anything no sure. as, as a just as a person watching any video a video of a cat or whatever i wouldn't be like right. oh, cat." i almost because it's just it's not something that we do we watch videos we don't really engage that much and so it, it, i didn't take those words for granted those you know 15 20 words that somebody would like to be like man i just hope that you do this i just hope that you do that you know all the positive the positive so i never took those for granted and i have those i have those um i kind of want to like do a, the screenshots and, so I make sure I have those usernames on there just to kind of thank them
0: yeah yeah that's incredible and, and I should take a moment to the creating space tribe you guys that, that listen in and are reaching out to me on a daily basis um, I should say that, that that I see every single one of them and I'm sure you do all mm-hmm. of as well like we mm-hmm. it, it, at every moment man that those those comments Shit, they they shift us out of moments that could be darkness or it could be doubt could be fear uh, and they propel us back into our truth uh, and and I uh, I need to do it more often as well man the more people that I see that I'm inspired by I need to take a second to comment knowing that though those comments can shape and shift people out of or into going deeper into their passions you know what I mean
1: what's funny is like the, the as soon as I started um, explaining that um, I actually had the same thought I'm like whoa I probably really should, you know, when I see something that's inspiring, actually say, well, thank you to whomever. You know, whether or not they see it, that's not the point. Sure. You know, it's just to make sure that it's there. Because um, I'm telling you, dude, I would literally have like the the big, um, uh, the images blown up on like a big screen while I'm recording or while I'm writing. Or sometimes even while I'm singing. And I just like, just scan through the, uh, the thing just as a way of like reminding myself like this is what, because it's definitely, it's not the easiest thing, dude. It's not easy, but like, it's just that reminder of like, these are complete strangers. These aren't like, you know, you know,
0: these aren't your homies that you went, that you were right, right. kicking the ball mm-hmm. around. In, in the right, right. So, like, so yeah, get,
1: where's you got it? Where's <laughs> yeah, your yeah, yeah,
0: you can do this, man, for sure. And then behind, <laughs> behind your back, they're like, I don't know what this is. Uh-uh. Be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's get real off. Let, let's go to the next level, man. Let's talk about yeah. fear because that's, man, I think that's a, a bit of the purpose for myself out in this world, man, is to shift people out of fear state. Um, properties in their life and and to get them into a a state of belief and a state of confidence so Hmm. walk me back to some of the most challenging moments of your life and when i say that to you like obviously something a picture comes up like what is the most challenging time in your life thus far in your journey um and and walk us back to those moments and and kind of what that has taught you um challenging that i think the first
1: one is like losing my granddad because he raised me so that was that's that was really tough because I, I lost him in my team and um, I guess how I grew up or the the, the environment that, you know I, that I was raised in it's you know we don't do stuff like Christmas cards we don't do birthday cards um, there's no such thing as like hey Wiz, I bought you this cute little thing at Best Buy and, and you know you don't really get gifts so we don't show our our affection by you know gifts or by by poems and stuff so when people die there's no oh my God there's no I mean like people feel it and they were like man I'm sorry to hear about something so. But it was just kind of like that. And it's not mean that, you know, they're there for you. They love you. So that was like the toughest part for me is like losing my granddad and not having the support system that I really wanted, which wow. is the, 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 the constant positive, you know, like, man, I got this. I know he is. And they knew it, you know, like uh, he, he is everything to me. So losing my granddad was like the, the toughest part. And I've always used that as kind of like um, like a, a you know a measurement. Like if I, if I, if I could lose this and still maintain this and still maintain the drive, um, I don't think there's anything that's gonna that's gonna stop me. Like, obviously, anything um, you know that I can't deal with because I was able to get over that. Right. So that just taught, like you know, so that was the the, the toughest thing to me. Um, and then you know, right after my mom passed away, um, actually the day after Michael Jackson, I um maybe maybe six or seven months later, I was um in the uh, the park in New York City, man, just just uh, living for about almost five months um doing the whole public restroom thingy sleeping
0: in trying to do my whole bit and, and I'm, wait 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 you were living in new york yeah homeless yeah six feet sleeping, the in, sleeping Cause in that's where i play
1: yeah. that's where i play soccer so it's like when i when i um when i first moved to new york it was really close to my apartment so i would play soccer i had a track around the field and um, I was familiar with the area. They call it like creatures of habit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would I would go back to somewhere that I'm familiar. and like I feel safe, you know, because um, I know I've been there late nights. I've been there in the morning. I've been in the evening. I kind of it's this is a cool little spot right you know, right by the, uh, the, the the water? The FDR Drive, um, right? For the freeway. So I, I'm familiar with the area. So I would just I would just go there, and that's where I was for like down there almost almost five months. Like while losing my mom too. So that was kind of that was kind of cool.
0: So let let's stick there if you're cool with that Olaf. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no what what, so. what what walk me through the process of like what the the sequence of events were that got you to that moment? Was it you getting out of the job and, and going heavy into music and then trying to figure out how to make it work and like sacrificing things? Like walk us through that moment and, and the, I the, had to um I there? had
1: I had to um my mom had just passed. I had to um I had to bury her. Um like physically like just pay for everything and, and get the whole bit. plus make it to Jamaica and um I just, so I just I had to like literally I sold my recording studio that I have I discarded I, you know, I had to get rid of as well so that's like literally because so I you know imagine I just bought my studio got the whole thing set up how I wanted it and the whole bit um and I had to get rid of all my pieces of gear for like literally like quarter of what it's worth because I didn't even know how to use this none of that gear. so it was just like right. i just got him they're there they're not even used really so i used to get rid of that so sure. excuse me so um after doing that like you know the um, selling out all my stuff and um you know i just kind of went through like this crazy crazy portion man like the, the work thing was kind of slow as well too and um i was co- coaching kids soccer as well um i just kind of just went to went to some other some other little stuff happened and um, and it's just it's just one of those things that I didn't really have
0: any 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 choice. Um, so I was I had a moment like this in my life as well. Um, I had just been injured in soccer. Had I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's nothing in comparison. Not that there is any comparison, it but yeah, uh, everything's relative. Yeah, everything's relative. So I had a, a stint in my life as well where um, I, I didn't. I was homeless. Didn't have a place to stay was trying to figure out how to get to the next step, was injured and and, and getting around and coaching soccer to to create sustenance was tough, man. So I I know exactly what it feels like to be where you were and how that feels. The most interesting thing, and the thing that I like to be able to get uh, our guests to is what were the tools that you used in these moments of darkness that helped you continue through to keep going and to got you that got you to the next moment where you could lift yourself out of that circumstance?
1: My, uh, my grandfather was more important to me than my own health. It's crazy to say that, but he was everything. So losing him and I was still okay. All I needed was warmth. So I'm just a little cold. That was it. Um, it it was, it was hard, but the, the toughest thing, again, it goes right back to that. The toughest thing was losing him so if i if i went through if i went through that um this sucks because it's, it's like the emptiest feeling and it's like it's literally it just feels like all of a sudden everybody that you've known and all your friends just kind of like just disappear like you're on this planet by yourself and you're like oh there's a restroom oh I might as well make it a home since i've gotten more sleep. kind of like it just literally felt empty but again it's just kind of like i got this remember the comp- competition co- yeah. competitive yeah. side of it where like Oh yeah, this is just like this is just coaching. You know, this is just you know, this is um, you know, how many sit ups can you do? Are you gonna like punk out? You know, this is laps, this is somebody screwed up so you have to do ten laps kind of that, like that. So like it, it, it there was like a you're not gonna get a better of me kind of vibe. But it hurt. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like the 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 ground was
0: cold, man. Like, you know, it was really So key. so so ninety percent of the world would would quit. They'd give up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Ninety-nine percent of people would quit in that moment. Would give up. Would pack their things up. Would go back to where hmm. things are comfortable, uh, hmm. into their comfort zone. What? Oh, Purpose? Why? Because that's exactly my why. That's so what exactly. Is, what is the why? why? Let's get there. Let's get there. If
1: if going going because where I, where I'm where I grew up is um a ridiculously small town, um the reason why i had to even leave that town is because i couldn't get the studios um the 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 light that i needed to to do what i do wasn't wasn't there and everybody would tell you like you it's you've outgrown this 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 little fishbowl you need somewhere bigger you know like you need that, that kind of attention and where i was was the perfect place for it not maybe not necessarily new york city but um america you know so when i when i was there i just know that it's just and again it's a, com- competitive i can't i can't just because I, I went through all of that just so i could say well i couldn't handle it i'm gonna i'm gonna go back it's just like i'm not again you're not gonna get the better in that that was a mindset because i need i need to do this i need to do what i'm doing now and yeah i, I just i just need to you know that was my only outlet man i'm telling you like I
0: so just, what were I you have a choice on? We, we we as as human beings, man, we are we are aiming mechanisms, man. We we need to aim and set our sights on an orientation or a goal in that moment, in those moments. What was your What was your focus on? What were your goals? What were your My, aspirations?
1: At, at that time, too, um, like I I have a daughter, and um, so I just the other side, I just didn't want for you know to to give up, you know, um, and then to have her. Let's be like, well, you know, he quit. Kind of like that. I felt like I, right. I had her as kind of like the, the driving force behind that. But at the end of the day, like when you know when the lights are off, you're just you know the lights are on. Or the, you know you're faced with your true your true self. So you like whatever you're made of, I think is gonna um, is gonna gonna show. So I, what I was made of, irrespective of whether I have a daughter, is gonna still stand out. So I needed to be I needed to be me. I needed to, to say you know what I got this. I couldn't really just say hey, you know I'm doing this for my daughter. I got to do it for me. So. um, you know i I can do this kind of life, you know it, so many it was, it people was, it was get, personal
0: It's so true, man. so many people get lost in their their sense of purpose or their their direction in life because they're afraid to do something for themselves they they're afraid to be selfish to a degree to push themselves beyond that those uh tipping points or those moments where you know it's very easy to turn and go the opposite direction so mm-hmm. that being said, um do you think? That if you could teleport back in time, right? Let's say we, you teleport back in time to that Olaf who's in the public restroom, trying mm-hmm. to get through this this stint, this season, so to speak, in life. Do you think that if you now would say to that Olaf, hey man, you're gonna you're gonna have a hit record with one of mm-hmm. the best DJs all time that will register over thirty million streams on mm-hmm. one of the biggest uh, platform platforms in the world, do you think that Olaf would have believed believed you? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Not as
1: far as like the music, none of that was ever was ever in doubt. I think it it was just it was almost physical, man. Like again, it was cold and I needed food. I think those are the two main the main things that they have on really on the doubts that I had. I think I was more focused on um, you know, just how again how you how everybody just disappeared from around you. But I know I was strong. I had all the support system here. You know um your friends do give you the support system but you have to you have to make for me personally i i I just realized if i if i depended solely on just like you know having the friends and the support system um i would have failed because your support system just left you you know in that sense so like i had it here and i believe that i never once felt like um i didn't you know how far i went with it I was you know wasn't entirely clear like you know how much I'm going to sure. be able to do as an artist, and I never tried to put any kind of like um, you know weight on how much I'm going to be able to do as an artist I but I just i never
0: I never once wavered so what would you say to someone sitting on the other side of this that is doubting themselves and is putting and placing their sense of validation on others um, people outside of themselves accept themselves like how do you? how would you mentor someone that needs to fall in love with themselves and trust themselves to be able to get through times or seasons in their life where life hits them with a curveball
1: yeah man it's it's one of the things i i do realize is, you know it it nothing is impossible and i know it's, it's it's cliche to say that because i've seen it i've literally i've i've lived it and i've been in it and on the other side of it where i'm i'm looking over you know trying to ask you know grabbing at straws so to speak asking for for help as much as i possibly can I remember making CDs and like walking over to people, you know, in in New York City sitting in their car just handing out CDs, writing my name on it and try to be as artistic as I possibly can with my horrible handwriting to get them to actually like the music. So as far as like it's just that you have to you just have to as you said earlier, do do something kind of like for you. It's not selfish, but just do it for you in a sense. Like do I really want this? Ask yourselves. For me like I would always ask, you know, how 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 badly do you want this? I remember seeing a A video where you know somebody said you know when you when you want success as bad as you want to breathe, then you want to be then you'll be successful. So you like go ahead you know you know close your nose you know stop your breath for a minute and see how badly your 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 lungs want 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 the oxygen. When you want success like that, then you'll be successful. So it's just kind of I would always ask you know is this really what you want? Like for me personally, just ask yourself that as well. How badly do I want this? You know, and then just be honest. Just be you got to be honest with yourself. You know, like I wanted to play soccer. Like and I did, and um but not not as bad as I wanted to do music. Yeah, and and I see that because if that was the case, I I would just still keep playing. Sure, you know, I would I would, I would still keep playing. So just be honest.
0: I love it. So you talked about success, man. and Success means something different to all of us, right? What mm-hmm. does success mean to you? Doing what I've always wanted to do, which is to
1: to sing for people to 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 make music that heal, and you know as. Every, even when i started out i always make cultural music like i'm by cultural music um i just meant mean uh, music with substance you know something that's going to inspire and and like heal i love the idea of healing man. i love the idea of like using because when i went um to go back to my you know why it means so much to me to do what i do and the kind of music that i make when i uh you know when, my, when i lost my granddad i i had um i had a, uh, a walkman and i would just listen to uh the bus rhyme and um and dmx none of the songs on any of those albums had anything to do with self-help or you know you're going to get to get through this you'll be fine they're complete opposite of that but the idea of having a companionship like the music just having it there with me yeah so much did so much for me so because i understand i understand that but i'm even going to go a little a step further with that like it's music it could be about anything it's just something that you look up to and you know, that you you look out for and and, you want to hear it. But if you kind of put in some good positive words here and there and like make something with substance, I find like it would go, it would go a long way as well. So that's, that's why, you know, for me to be able to do what I'm doing as an artist and to heal, it's just like, you know, I want to be
0: a doctor and here I am with a full freaking schedule at a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) You're healing all over the world, man. And it's incredible. What was that like to, uh, to get the call from Armin Van Buren, man. I mean, obviously he his name precedes himself. Uh, oh, yeah. How does he find uh, a guy like yourself? What what happened in this scenario and and what was it like receiving that that call, so to speak? Um, well, it, it was it was a little bit more complicated than that. I
1: had uh, the are you familiar with uh, Shaggy, the Jamaican absolutely, uh, the, the absolutely. pop artist, yeah. yeah. So he's um He's a, he's a really good friend of mine, and he brought me to this uh, recording studio. And um, At the end of the recording studio, again, something very, very important that he did, he introduced me to um the producer of that session, his session. So he had his session. He went ahead, did his record, and um, or his song, and at the end of the session, he made sure to say, you know, I want you to meet Olaf, and I want you to meet Wes, whatever, and it's just a, a normal conversation. And just something as simple as that. Um, Led to me saying, "Man, come on, Wes. I need to work with you, man. Listen to my song, listen to my demo, and right. I wouldn't hear back. From, I wouldn't hear back from Wes for days, months, nothing, And I'm like, oh my god, but like, I still kept trying. Like something just kind of, you know, just kept pushing me. Like you got to just hit him, and I'm like, I'm gonna do it. You now. were I hitting driving. him
0: on, on text, you were hitting him on email, right? Like, right?
1: Yeah. Well, which is which is a guy exactly, which is a guy that uh, Shaggy introduced me to, um, Gary Bay. So I I remember driving home once. Um, I was actually driving, doing a whole Uber and lifting it, which was <laughs> pretty cool. Right. Um, so I was driving home one night. I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna text him one more time. And if he doesn't respond, like to hell with this dude. Like literally, I was willing to say this is it because I know I've tried. That's the next sure. thing too. Sometimes like, just knowing, even with me, like with you know, on soccer or whatever, it's just like, you know what, man, I really want to do it. And I I tried and I did, I did my best, you know, I'm good with that. So anyhow, so I was cool to just say that, right, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and, then, and then he's like, sorry, man, I, to be honest, I didn't check it out. Uh, let me listen. And then, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 seconds later, I'm sure he didn't even get to half of the first verse. <laughs> he called me back and he's like, how far are you? And I'm like, um, I don't know, like one mile away. So I, um, he's like, come by the studio. So I went by the studio. And the next thing that's kind of, I guess I want people to understand, you know, if they've never really been in this environment, you'd have like an international singer who's known for making like hit records. And you have an international songwriter who's known for writing the greatest songs of songs, and you'd put both of those two people in a room together for 20 days, and nothing comes out. And it it seems impossible to believe because you put Messi on a soccer field with shoes on; I'm sure he's going to score. Sure, but in music, it's a little bit. I find it's a little bit. There's so many things that girls and all these kind of crazy things that needs to happen. I I find them. So it's not as cut and whole. Here I am with a big songwriter and and i can sing so let me let me make a hit record it doesn't work like that and i just i just felt like certain things was destined man and um and because i know that i appreciate i appreciate it even more because i just know how how difficult it is a lot of times to to connect even when you're like a top artist with a top producer you don't always get if that was the case every top artist would have a top song every time go in the studio so that's that's the next thing it's just i would i would sit there in my mind you know and pick things apart and like look at all the steps and all the pieces that came together to you know to, to fulfill what it is i'm you know i'm doing right now and i appreciate it i hold on talk about gratitude that's what that you know that's some of the stuff i'm grateful for you
0: know? wow man just having yeah. that 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 detail-oriented uh mindset to be able to pick things apart and know intuitively when it's ready or when it's not there not
1: r- right oh, yeah. so the, yeah 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 so so um so you know to even you know go further so I started working with, you know, uh, with Fernando uh, Garvey and I did some, I did some writing on a bunch of different ideas. And, um, when I, uh, initially when I first got to the studio, we, you know, we had like a bunch of different artists and, and that's the next thing that, again, it's really competitive and you don't want to seem like the guy who's trying to take the floor all the time, but you also don't want to seem like the guy who's afraid to raise his hand in class and ask a question and, and stand up. Um, and I would raise my hand occasionally, um, just enough to say, Hey, I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay here kind of vibe like that. But it's, it's subtle. So, you know, we, we, we started writing and we, we um we, we had a cool little idea on a piano. At the end of the night, actually, we spent the entire day was like I'm from like, I don't know, from like, I don't know, 11 in the morning to like midnight, twelve one o'clock, somewhere there and um, nothing. Like we had a bunch of different ideas, a bunch of different, different songs. You cycle through stuff, different idea. You write about horses next, you know, over here, about the galaxy. This was crazy. <laughs> And then at the end of the night, he's just sitting there chilling. And I'm I'm applying this too, um, where instead of physically listening to a track and try to write to it, then I would just have it play in the house while I sip, you know, coffee or while I text a friend or while I do something right. like that where I can actually hear the music and it's coming through me and, and kind of vibe with that. Then I, I find I'm more creative. So you know, so at the end of the night we um we uh we just each uh Fernando started playing the the piano and um started humming a little melody. He's like, Oh, you know, that's really cool and um and then that kind of turned out to, so we had bits and pieces of it and armin came in and, and heard it and put his beautiful touches on it you know um
0: and it's amazing man what what was it like to hear the difference from where what you saw the vision you had right like talk about collaboration man when you take mm-hmm. an idea or or um a creative spark and then you mm-hmm. share it someone else mm-hmm. who also feels or believes in it and it continues to grow and evolve when you sent the very first version in and armin comes in and he puts his spin on it and allows it to evolve like when you first got it back from armin oh,
1: was, no, i was right. like I, I was blown i was blown away like yeah i, I cried i cried man i probably don't I want to say this, you know, my macho homies would be like, "What?" I'm like, "No, I did. It was kind. It was kind of emotional. <laughs> I did. I did. I did." Because I've just basically what we had it. Um, it was a lot slower. The actual song was not a lot, but it was it was considerably slower. Um, and um, it was still cool. It's just his spin on it was just even. You know, just took it somewhere else. And what was crazy getting him involved? Um, I'm like, no way, because I was just watching some stuff that he was doing on Netflix. Um, and to see, you know, from from that, and he's he's so cool. He would, you know, he would he'd say something. We get at, at the uh, at the forum. and he's like, yeah, from from here, and the next thing you know, you're in front of you know, twenty five thousand people. Like, so one minute is there, next minute is he's just telling me like, hey, here you are now. Kind of vibe like that, crazy, right? I'm like, yeah, no it's pretty, 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 it, is, it is pretty. It is pretty crazy. So all of a sudden, there's all these like you know, you know, fireworks going off inside. But like, I guess you kind of have to like maintain your. You're chill <laughs> yeah of course of course uh, a little bit but um but super excited you know I mean, it was just, it
0: was amazing so so what happened next man you you it goes mainstream and you guys obviously need to go and and, and be a part of of the showcasing of that like performing the, the song uh-huh. where, where have you been since the moment where armin puts his touch on it and you guys release it to uh to the public
1: well, we did um, the Amsterdam Arena at, at, uh, twice, with, with just two solo shows, and we did a couple other shows in, um, in this place called Den Bosch in, in Holland, which was really awesome as well. You're like literally four solo shows, and his stuff is crazy, man. It's like I would love to be, you know, even half of that dude as an artist. I I'd like Den, Den, I've lived in a sense yeah. because the, the, the admiration is, is is on another level, man. So we did, you know, we did the uh, the Amsterdam Arena and. Um, I, I went to go see him in Vegas uh in June at the um the Wet Republic party that he was playing and um I just wanted to wave to him, say, Hey man, how's it going? He's like, nah, come on. He they introduced me, such a such an awesome dude, man. And,
0: did you get up yeah. in uh in Vegas? Did he bring you up and like Yep, 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 yep. And, yeah,
1: yeah, we did a, the kind of um the, for him he's um he's very meticulous and he's such a perfectionist in the sense that they wouldn't be like here's a microphone let's go you know kind of out, because they won the pa system is another thing they literally just have like um from what i heard just like a um a speaker just enough for the dj to be like you know hey, there's wes in the back Have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's pretty much that's pretty much what it's there for so it's um but we just kind of like you know start on stage and like wave and and um hum the hum the lyrics and um you know, you know just have fun right. with the people party party it up a little bit yeah uh, it was hot as hell too man
0: so <laughs> really yeah the vibe yeah, it was really cool i, I bet yeah. the vibe was good man and i bet it, it's been a hell of a ride since man what in, in getting to this other side man what what have you learned about uh, yourself what, what have you learned about your expectations for your craft and like where are you at right now with with that i mean you could very well be the best record you ever have Mm-hmm. you know how does that how does that how does that make you feel are you are you driven to not allow that to be the the, the best one ever or like where, where are you at in this moment in your life right now
1: i mean um i need your is, is a is a very special record um the um the the song is is beautiful and means a lot to me and i'm sure to a lot of people as well just based on like the feedback that i've got info like these little the kids you know, um I, I know it's a very special song. And again, I remember I said I never really put any kind of um any kind of weight on just how much I'm away in a sense, you know. I just yeah. feel like with the, with the with the with the um when you find an artist that writes their own their own material as well too, it's it's very you know, it's very rare that they just write and just stop. Usually it's a song that was given to them by somebody else and they put it out and they're credited for it. Um, but they can't really create. For me it's just I find like once I have life, i always be able to, to create, um, you know, and um, I'm just, I'm not start, you know, I'm not going to stop, create. I just know for a fact that I'm going to yeah. do way cool stuff as well too, you know, um, just as big, if not bigger records coming up. Um, and it, it seems hard, but like, trust me, man, I got some really, got some really
0: sweet stuff um, that I'm, uh, that I'm, um, that I'm excited about, you know, I can't wait to share. I, I love that, man. And I think it's that undying belief that you need to have to know yourself, an awareness, a self-awareness about you to know that, look, I'm creative for yourself, Olaf. Like I'm creative and, and this is just something that I can produce at times and that that's not going to stop me. So with that being said, if you're prospecting, who would be the most ideal DJ or other artists that you would love to collaborate with next, if we could speak it into existence on the Creating Space podcast. DJ Wesley T. Knight. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you've already you've tough. already crossed
0: that one off the list. <laughs>
1: gotta keep it moving. Um, man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, it's it's uh, and this whole DJ thing for me, man, kind of started from um from uh, I went to Coachella four years ago i think um probably about five years ago and um before that i was just making the kind of pokey music and slow reggae and acoustic stuff and i couldn't visualize that kind of music on the the edm platform at all i just couldn't and i'm like man i would love to just being there and the vibe of the people how they would move from stage to stage when the dj would be on stage um or performers on stage I was like, man i'd love to have a song that could actually play here but not with the kind of stuff that i'm making right so to go to go from i'd love to have a song that you know it was the year wu-tang was was playing so i don't know what dj was there but the vibe was i remember loops was there it was really really cool ones i man, i'd love to have a sign out play here so having that dream to then collaborating with you know armin it's, it's 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 on another level but as far as i keep it i'd love to work with um man i, I want to do something with um uh ts joe i'd love to do something with
0: um skrillex as well so you're, you're in the ADM scene now, you're loving it. And and you think that your music, your vibe mixes well with that type of, uh, that type of genre.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And also too, because I, you know, it's, I, being like a, like a soulful artist, I feel like I could do a bunch of different stuff. And again, I started out doing the whole dance Yeah. So it's kind of like somebody who raps then they sing and then they do a whole bunch of other, other, yeah. other stuff. So I feel like, it, I could branch off into you know d- different sides of it. Um, sure. And I have some really slow, chill. Some which some I'll send it to you at the end of this podcast. I'll send you some. I'm gonna send you a little cute little care package.
0: Yeah, <laughs> with man. Some other mean, stuff. We 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 should also think about. I would love, man, if if we could put together like you writing the intro to the Creating Space podcast, man. Like, man, would, I'd love that. That would be incredible for you to put your own spin on something, man. So we could collaborate, and then at the beginning the top and the bottom of every show is, is your is your tune you know what i'm saying that's
1: that's a, that's a, um I, I feel honored yeah, yes just, I'd love to,
0: just, yeah. i'm all about collaboration if you know anything about me as a human being man i i'm, a, yeah. I'm as only good as the people that i put around me man and intact yes I, yes. i cannot tell you how much i have listened to your song and <laughs> instead of sending a comment to you it was look i gotta connect with this guy exactly. right now yeah, yeah his story and figure out mm. how I can tell it because I, I, I know this guy's uh, this guy is, is, meant for something big. So with that being said, I want to get to the hot round, which in <laughs> the very end of the pod. Olaf is, is uh, what comes to your mind first when, when yeah. you ask these questions, first thing that comes to your mind, I just want you to roll on that and we'll roll mm-hmm. through a couple of questions. And then uh, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, <laughs> when this podcast does debut, uh, you will be taking over, uh, my Instagram handles. So I, I cannot think, wait for that. <laughs> I, can, I think we will be taking the, the creative based tribe through a day in your life, man. I can't wait. Oh yeah, sure. You, you, you singing and whatnot, but let's get down to the raw edges of it. Um, hot round, you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. I struggle with ego. Uh, my entire life, I've been working on uh, constructing an ego to become a pro athlete because that's what i wanted and now in my life as a as a man i'm working on deconstructing that ego to live a more vulnerable and authentic life i question to you for number one on the on the hot round do you struggle with ego too
1: not at all i i had to even um i was actually told to try to develop one um because it, it translates very well when performing like that that very thin line between cocky and confident and it's, yeah. it's for me i've always been so humbled and that's how i was raised to never believe your own hype but you kind of need it so no don't struggle with ego at all
0: man i wish we could change in that in that regard <laughs> there are sometimes it's crazy man in certain situations it's it's these two sides of you man if someone will say something that'll trigger me dude in this oh know, yeah oh yeah since sure, sure. you know what i mean it's that sense of protection of, of yourself or your craft or whatever you know what i mean and yeah I got to, I got to manage that guy. Cause you know, sometimes he can get himself in trouble.
1: I think what uh, the, the quickest way to, you know, that I respond, I guess, you know, to a situation like that is, you know, I, I hate weird, you know, negative um, energy. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like, I don't like it to be around me. I don't really like, I don't like people being mean. And right. disrespectful to people, I don't, right. I don't like that. That's one of the things that would, I guess trigger me a lot of times. It's hard That's, for me to see because I'm from a vigilante society where it's just like leave the kid alone. Why are you picking them? Kind of
0: yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I love that man because that 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 segues into the next question of the hot round. Because mm-hmm. uh, in my life right now, I'm getting real good at shedding people, places, and things that don't serve me any longer, and keeping mm-hmm. only keeping only the energy around me and not only the energy but keeping healthy energy around me because that is uh what's going to keep us moving towards our our purpose and our passion tell me this olaf uh what are you shedding in your life right now pretty much a little bit
1: of um a little bit of the same um certain energy and i've just it's okay to accept that certain people um aren't meant um for the you know the entire car ride some people yeah I often sense that an echo park some people get off downtown and you know maybe when you get to your final destination you only have three or four of those people around you and it's okay to, to um to feel that way so it's pretty much the same stuff you know any kind of energy that doesn't sit well if it's oil in my water don't need it it doesn't gel i can't yeah. have it around me because i'm responsible for what for what's in my in my in my, my circle you know what I'm saying? so
0: good man you are responsible for what you keep around you you're the average of the people that are you hang around most mm-hmm. um wealth choice wealth mm-hmm tell me about this what does the word wealth mean to you life wow life. can you go Can you go a little bit further in on exactly what life means to you living breathing the ability to wake
1: up and and you know the, um, smell the roses to see the you know just to, to see the day kind of like right that because i think everything else you know money and like that kind of possession um possession to me wealth is is living and possession is is money and you know the um the byproduct of being being a successful person whatever it is that you do so i think certain things are going to come as long as you have life like nothing else is more important than that because what's much money without hands to, to spend it
0: you know yeah so true man so true sounds like a, a quote i've heard before from bob marley man like you know what what are all these riches i think he would mm-hmm. say man. Like, yeah
1: like, yeah 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 because if uh, I, there's a uh, Possession doesn't make you that doesn't make doesn't you doesn't
0: make you rich. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not not it's, one bit.
1: It sounds cliche, but it's it's not it's 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 the
0: it's the truth, man. Uh people, man. What do people mean to you?
1: Everything. Um I think one of my when you talk about fear earlier, I think one of my biggest fear is um that I won't be able to help everybody that needs helping. I just mm-hmm. wish I could have um a couple lives so I could live it, you know. Um, consecutively to help as much as I can
0: and just continue to spread impact to help
1: to help to help, help, help and help. not just like you know to just I do beauty queen on a pageant response, but like this physically, literally help, like literally help. Yeah, like, there's people who need help, so that's what that's one of the you know so people mean mean everything we do Um Yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie, Lof, Uh This has been a, a fantastic podcast, man. And, and there's so much. We- there's a wealth of knowledge. There's a wealth of passion. There's a wealth of inspiration and motivation inside you and inside your journey. And I knew in the music, man. Intuitively, um, I'd like to say it's one of my talents is to be able to tap in <laughs> empathically to people, man. And uh, I knew when I when I when I was literally listening to what you were saying, it was like, all right, this guy's got a story. This guy's felt darkness. This guy knows what it's like mm-hmm. to feel suspended in life and let me reach out to him and man, i'm just honored that you have slow down for a second in your life and take some time to share your story and i hope uh moving forward man you continue to tell it because i think you're going to help a lot of people through your music and through your story uh together man i
1: appreciate you even you know taking the time to even consider me i appreciate it and that's Absolutely. kind of like how i want to maintain you know i just want to i want to be
0: you know, as, as grateful as I possibly can, you know, forever, man. Para siempre. <laughs> Para siempre, man, forever. Tell tell me this for the creating space tribe that want to connect with you. Where can they find you? Uh on the internet.
1: On Instagram at Olaf Blackhood and on Twitter at Olaf Blackhood. I haven't set up a official music Facebook page yet. Um, but I probably should I
0: probably should do that. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, everyone on the Creating Space podcast, you got to get over. You got to check out I Need You. It's on Spotify. From there, you can find the rest of Olaf's music. And like I said, once again, Olaf, has been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm stoked to bring you on the show and can't wait to continue to collaborate with you moving forward
1: man same here man i really appreciate it i cannot wait to take over your ig tomorrow sir yeah. so everyone <laughs>
0: tune in olaf will be running through a day in his life man you guys get over check him out show him some love can't wait to see what comes as a byproduct in that all right olaf yes sir. we'll see you tomorrow man, thank you sir i appreciate yeah. it <laughs>